What is up, Kangaroo Chasers, and welcome to an edition of Ask Cub, special bonus. I do it every three or four weeks, and, uh, well, this one was coming. Um, a lot of you have been asking for it last few days, and I've kind of let it simmer in the background and just watching what's happening and collecting my, my thoughts. I was very angry a few days ago when um, the ARLC and New Zealand Rugby League announced that they were pulling out of the World Cup. I thought it was very selfish, very disappointing, did not really believe the reasoning, to be honest with you. And I'll talk a little bit about that in this episode. There's a few questions that have come in around that, I guess, and we'll answer as many as we can. Um, but I want to thank you guys uh, because after hearing the news, you know, as an international rugby league fan, it's very disappointing. And we've had some hard, I won't say hardships, like it's, you know, there are people with bigger problems, but as international fans of rugby league, it's not easy. As expansion fans of rugby league, it's not easy. You know, expansion keeps getting pushed back. Um, things happening like the Wolfpack, you know, dying, essentially. You know, competition starting and not starting and uh, all this stuff for the World Cup. It's just very deflating, very difficult. And I've got to say, like, there was, you know, some short periods over the last week where I just think to myself, well, fuck it, who cares? Like, why do I care so much? Why am I recording this podcast why am I running the socials? Why, 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 why? Like, who cares? And there are moments when I thought, well, just fuck it, throw it away. Who cares? Done. Um, but I'm not going to do that. And I want to thank you guys because, you know, this community that we've built is so important. And I've been speaking to a lot of a lot of you on, on the DMs, at Chasing Roos on Instagram and Facebook, at Chasing Roos Pod on Twitter. You can also get us at Chasing Roos on Twitter. That's Phil Brown running the uh, ChasingRoos.com shop. But um, you can definitely catch us there and people connecting with me on LinkedIn and I'm just having a lot of conversations. And the passion is still there from the fans and from the Chasing Roos community. And that, to me, is really the shining light and the beacon. And it has been tough times, but we'll get through it. And I have faith, you know, our sport, <laughs> you know, our sport is resilient. Um, we deserve better especially on the international stage. And I just think the you know, it's probably been the same story for a number of decades. If you listen to someone like Steve Mascord, who's been writing about this since the 80s, um, and he, I, I read his tweets and his articles and hear how deflated he is, and I just wonder, you know, is that going to be me in 30 years' time going, fuck, why have I dedicated so much time and passion and love to International Rugby League? But I love it. And um, I have faith. And, you know, maybe there are people in powerful places that just don't have the right intentions. And I'm talking to the Volandis and the Goulds and people like that because uh, I just don't believe what they've said this week. It's pretty shit. It's very selfish. And, um, you know, I do believe that the Rugby League World Cup committee, the team, John Dutton and co, I think they've pushed very hard. Um, you know, their... COVID, um, I guess, what's the word, resourcing, I guess the, the, the biosecurity measures in place or put, being put in place, um, they've gone to extensive lengths. They've met, I believe, everything that the NRL would have wanted, but they're just using it as an excuse. It's bullshit. Um, there's no money in it for the NRL. Um, from a player welfare perspective, yeah, okay. You know, I understand the Warriors haven't been home for a couple of years. I understand players have been in bubbles and all that sort of thing. But honestly, to make a decision like that, 
I think it's more about the fact that the clubs don't want their players going over there, potentially getting sick or getting injured or getting hurt, coming back late, having to quarantine, uh, not being fully fit for the start of the season, which again is bullshit. You know, players can... The the Rugby League World Cup, we're going to organise for a huge bubble facility at Olympic Park for all the players coming back and quarantining for two weeks and training and keeping fit. And Anyway, you guys have probably all heard this and read about this sort of stuff anyway, so I won't bore you too much with those details, but I just think it's bullshit. It's the clubs looking out for themselves, CNRL looking out for themselves, and um, I don't buy it. I don't buy it because I think International Rugby League, the World Cup, is more important than a domestic competition. I don't care how powerful the NRL is. I know the NRL is the best rugby competition in the world, full stop, rugby, league or, or union. Um, I know it's it's the height for domestic rugby league, but yeah, it's not as important as a World Cup, man. Our World Cup is so important. International rugby league should be on a pedestal. And, you know, the NRL, the ARLC, the NZRL, they didn't even consult players. You know, the players are coming out now saying they would have played. Tedesco came out, uh, Daly Cherry Evans, a bunch of guys, uh, coaches, Maguire, Bennett. They won't stand in the way of their players. Trent Robertson, of course, has been a beacon of light for International Rugby League at the highest level. Uh, and, of course, will probably still do the job for France at this World Cup, but um, they didn't consult the players because a lot of players would have went. 75%, according to some of the surveys, would have went would still go, still want to go. And, you know, what does that mean for NRL players of other nations? We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, there's a few questions here in this Ask Carb. So thank you to all of you who have asked questions and thank you to all of you for keeping me sane during this time. It's been tough, but we have faith. And Ask Carbs, guys, brought to you as always by Shrama Rugby League Recruits, shramarugbyleague.com. Uh, check him out. Thanks for your support. If you are a player at like an amateur, semi-pro, um, or even like developing through the ranks level, then go there, traumarugbyleague.com. You'll find some stuff that can help you by way of training or products or even if you need some, you know, if you want to play elsewhere, around anywhere around the world, then Luke's your man. And big shout out to Luke. He's a big supporter of the pod. Thank you for supporting Ask Cubs episodes in particular. Um, and I know you're doing it tough at the moment, buddy, so thinking of you and you know lots of love from the chasing roost family guys ask carbs um you guys have been asking for it (laughs) a lot of people have been asking for you know when are you going to do ask carbs on this world cup stuff when are you releasing a pod asking me questions and um here it is so thanks for your questions let's start with jacob rossiter and i thought this would be the best way to start uh, obviously, all of these questions are going to be skewed towards World Cup. I've left out any others, but um, mostly World Cup questions came in. This is a place to start from Jacob. He goes, is it going to happen? Great question. And we're going to find out more. You know, I'll release this Ask Carbs episode on a Wednesday morning. Wednesday night, there's a World Cup committee meeting with the UK government. That's Wednesday night on that side of the world. So it'll probably be Thursday morning Aussie time. Uh, that government meeting will confirm whether it goes ahead or not. Um, it will. My gut is definitely saying that it will, uh, and everything I'm hearing is saying that it will. The thing is, and what the NRL, the ARLC, Peter Volandis, Phil Gould, what they don't understand 
or, or probably what they do understand, they're smart guys, they understand, but they're choosing to ignore is what's at stake if this World Cup doesn't happen in 2021. So a bit of insight for you guys who you may have read or heard some of this, but just to confirm, there's a lot of funding going into this World Cup being staged from the UK government, probably about £25 million pounds to the tune of that, which is more money than the Super League get for their broadcasting rights. It's huge. Um, why are they funding it? Because, A, it's good economy for the Northern England in particular, where a lot of this World Cup will be hosted. Uh, but also, it's the UK government's way of telling the world that we are open for business and we are beating COVID. Uh, it's an important message for them. Whether they're beating COVID or not is another story. But that's probably one of the political reasons behind it. Now, that money disappears next year um, because they don't get to tell the world that message. So that money's gone. So if we postpone the World Cup to 2022, that money goes. Uh, the other perspective is, from a broadcasting perspective, BBC, they are telecasting 66 or probably a few less now. I'll answer some more of those questions later, but they were going to televise every men's, women's and wheelchair game live on the BBC, which is a national broadcasting network. Um, you got to think, so normally Super League games on Sky. So imagine it was kind of like, imagine it was like, think about for the Aussie fans, imagine like Rugby Union where um, Wallabies game, oh, sorry, Super Rugby games are only on like Foxtel or Stan. Like you can only watch it if you subscribe to that. And then maybe a few Wallabies games will be on like free-to-air television. That's what it's like in the UK. So most games, Super League games are on Sky, probably actually not most, three a week. Um, so only like Sky is like their Foxtel. And BBC, which is like their Channel 9, was going to host it, was going to show every game. Now, if the World Cup's postponed to 2022, that doesn't happen. Why? Because there's a Soccer World Cup next year. Premier League will be starting earlier in line with this Our World Cup. Commonwealth Games are on next year around about the same time. So a lot of that, um, a lot of the time, a lot of those time slots will be taken up by what is deemed to be and what is probably more popular sports over there. Uh, Rugby League World Cup, as much as I love it, as much as you love it, BBC is not going to choose it over Premier League Soccer. No chance. So that's a lot of money leaving. Uh, and World Cup becomes unviable by doing it that way. Um, NRL, Peter Vlandis, Phil Gould, etc., etc., don't understand that. Or they do and they just don't give a fuck. And I think it's more likely the second part because they're smart men. Um, so that's why it will go ahead. Now, the, the caveat is, uh, like I'm 99% sure it's going ahead, and I have been for a while. If you listen to this podcast, I've been saying since early in the year, I'm 99% sure this is going ahead. Um, the 1% is the government's appetite. So UK government, yes, they want this to happen. Yes, they're putting money in. But what is their appetite for this happening without the two biggest biggest nations in rugby league, Australia and New Zealand, playing? Do they still think it's a good idea? Does it still deliver their message? What is their appetite for supporting a World Cup without those two nations? We're going to find that out on Wednesday night, UK time, Thursday morning, Aussie time. And that is the only thing. That is the only thing. It doesn't matter what Peter, a.k.a. God, Volandis says. Uh, the UK government will have the final say, yes or no. That's the 1%. Um, we'll find out soon. More questions. Um, M. Robbo, 
do you think Australia and New Zealand should be banned from the next World Cup? A lot of questions like this. Um, so sorry, there were other people that asked this question. Um, and Robbo, thanks for asking it, but thanks for the others as well. Um, look, no, they shouldn't be banned. If we were a stronger, if our game was stronger internationally, like if this was soccer, yeah, fuck them, ban them. Um, but no, um, not rugby league. Australia, New Zealand can't be banned from the next World Cup. It's a, it's commercially, it's commercial suicide again for France, which we don't want to do. France twenty twenty five hasn't been confirmed, but let's like let's assume it's going to be France twenty twenty five. I'm already saving up for my trip. Uh, hopefully, COVID's done by then. Um, but you got to have Australia, New Zealand there, despite them pulling out of this. And look, the circumstances, it, it, it would be hypocritical of me to say you ban them when they're using COVID as, as an excuse because I argued so hard against, you know, Super League when they banned Wolfpack for the same excuses, even though maybe theirs wasn't as much of an excuse, but would be hypocritical of me to do so. Uh, Dustin Zed, how you going, mate? Um, when will you get Premier access to those in charge of the Rugby League World Cup so you can ask them the hard questions? <laughs> Thanks, man. We have access to John Dutton. We've had John Dutton on the show a few times. We have access to him whenever we like. And um, I've been thinking about getting Troy Grant on the part of asked him if he wanted to come on. He said he'd be happy to anytime, anytime we like. So Troy is someone that we will get on soon. Truth is... Um, and it's probably a blessing, but as you guys know, uh, as regular listeners know, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, producer Mercho is off. He's, he's having a little bit of a break, um, which is why the audio on this episode is not as good. I'm using Anchor. It's old school, recording it on my phone like I used to in the old days, the early days of the podcast. Go back and listen to them. They're crackers. Um, but yeah, with Mercho away... It means that I haven't been recording interviews. We've we've banked a few and we've we've released those, but we haven't recorded any interviews, Big T and I, in the last couple of weeks, uh, for release anyway. And it's been a curse and a blessing. The curse is obviously all this news is happening, and we could be talking to Troy Grant and Clint Newton, and you know, who knows? Maybe James Tedesco. Who knows? Um, but we haven't been able to. And I think it's probably a good thing for me because I was very angry about the whole subject over the last few weeks, but. It's given me a chance to take it all in, understand it as best as I can, and be as calm as I am right now, speaking to you guys about it. Um, I've decided that either way, it would have been the best to not record those interviews. I would have gone nuts, and I would have said some things that I'll probably regret. Um, but instead now, Mercho, coming back on in the next few days, there will be a decision, and we'll try and get, Dustin, we'll try and get Troy or someone like that on the pod next uh Hopefully the decision's favourable and we'll get someone on like that to talk all about it and ask all the tough questions. So that answers that question. Thanks, Dustin. Uh, Chris wants to know, what is the fairest way to decide who replaces the kangaroos and kiwis? Now, there's other questions about this, who replaces them and things like that. So I, I won't go into too much detail on whether or not they will get replaced or not. Um, but I will answer Chris's question directly first. So he says, what is the fairest way to decide who replaces them? The fairest way is based on, well, there's two ways, rankings um, or those who just missed out. Um, so you're looking at Spain, Serbia, South Africa, USA. They just missed out. Um, and rankings, I think Serbia's up there, Malta's close, Norway's close. So that those are the fairest ways. You know, you can't exactly... Um, run any 
any um, qualifiers right now. So that's the fairest way to look at it, for sure. Nate Gladden, Mr. Rugby League in America. He wants to know, if they go ahead with the Rugby League World Cup, which I think they will, 99%, Nate, uh, could they invite the USA? Uh, they could. Um, I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think they have. Let me rephrase that question. I don't think they have. So a couple of nations have been sounded out um, for their availability. Um, I don't think the US is one of those. I don't think the US... Look, I could be wrong. They could have been sounded out. But if they were, the answer probably would have been no. Um, I don't think the USA RL are in a position to send the team across financially. Maybe the World Cup would pick up the bill. But um, given what's happening over there at the moment... USARL versus NARL, there's quite a bit of conflict, um, which is not a good thing, not good timing. And I'm not sure they'd get a strong enough side or enough of a side or be able to cooperate to get a side over there. I, I wish I was wrong because a lot of you guys, I know there's a lot of USA listeners, a lot of USA fans listening to this podcast, a lot of you asking me particularly about the USA, can the USA go across? You know, we we're very bummed when they missed out, uh, even though it was great for Jamaica. Uh, bummed when they missed out and great for the Cook Islands but um, I don't think the USA would be capable to put it together right now uh, example a couple of days ago one of the USARL clubs um, reportedly have dropped out of the USARL they pulled out um, I won't say who um, because it hasn't been confirmed officially yet but yeah we may hear about that soon and that's just part of the part of the story happening over there. It's a shame because I think between USARL, California Rugby League, who are part of the USARL now, uh, the NARL, um, between all of those um, parties, they could put together something solid. Um, but 2025 for those guys now. I think anyway, Nate. I could be wrong. Uh, Coolmore, if the contest continues, what's your thoughts on USA or a country filling in for Australia and New Zealand? Similar sort of question. Uh, Ed Easter, actually, he asked the same as well, but he's, I'll go into Ed's question, actually, because he talks about women's and wheelchair as well. Uh, Ed wants to know, or he says, Fiji and Wales into the women's, uh, USA and someone else into the men's. Everyone wants the US, don't they? Uh, no idea who else in wheelchair. What are your thoughts on teams realistically to jump into all three? Um, so realistically for the, let's, let's start with the women. I think Fiji, shoe-ins, they were really disappointed to miss out originally. I think they could do it. Um, Wales could, they've had games. Italy could, they've had games. Serbia could, they've had games. I actually think the USA could be better placed for women's than men's. Uh, going back to Nate's question, we could see they could put it together given the opportunity given everything that's happening over with Justin and, and Carolina Funda and all that sort of thing and what they're doing over there with Garen. Um, so that could be realistic, but I think you'd be looking at... Yeah, Ed, you're probably right with the women's. It's probably a Fiji and Wales. With the men's, um, yeah, I think Serbia is the no-brainer. Uh, just missed out, ranked number, I think, 16 in the world. They've played recent rugby league international matches they have a good pool of domestic players to choose from and you know depending on what the nrl says they could have a trebojevic or two or maybe even three if they really wanted to or could so i think serbia is a no-brainer i think the other one would have to be uh, unfortunately in, uh, i'd love it to be the us guys but i think it would probably more likely be like a spain or a norway or someone nearby 
um, that would be able to put it together on short notice and not travel too far. Uh, for the wheelchair, you'd probably have to say uh, Italy and Ireland purely because they're ranked five and eight. I don't know enough about wheelchair, to be honest with you, to be able to confidently say that, but you'd have to think in terms of proximity as well, like they'd be looking okay um, and probably be able to do it. And I'd love to see more Italian sides there. Um, okay, Paul Mack, if it goes ahead, which nations will replace? We've answered that. Um, what I will say, though, what I will say, though, actually, let's go to this question, because I'll answer this one. DJ Taz, should Australia and New Zealand be replaced or keep the draw as it is with Australia and New Zealand forfeiting their pool games? That's the question. Um, I actually believe that we are more likely to see the World Cup committee going with 14 nations instead of adding two more. So I actually believe that's what will happen. Um, the big question there, of course, is will all the nations, will the rest of the 14 take part? That's been the biggest question. And for me, over the last few days, in particular, those Pacific nations are the difficult ones. Um, and I've heard, and it's changed every five minutes, believe me, I've heard that, I've heard Tonga are going for sure from the get-go. There was never any doubt in my mind about Tonga. Everything, everyone I spoke to pretty much, uh, suggesting that Tonga are going to the World Cup and they will. And Jason Tamalolo has expressed his interest as well. They're going. Tonga will go. They'll probably be the favourites. Um, but I've heard mixed results with Fiji. Um, I think Fiji are going, uh, but I at first heard they weren't. Uh, Samoa, I heard they are not going. Uh, that may change depending on what Tonga's doing, perhaps, or what they can drum up from the NRL. PNG, I heard yes and no. Um, Cook Islands, yes and no. <laughs> so that's the tricky part. I think all 14 nations will commit. I know, obviously, you know, the home nations will commit. England's obviously committing. France will commit. Jamaica will have no issues. I've heard firsthand that the Italians will commit. Whether they have NRL players or not, they can commit. Uh, Greece would like to commit as well. Uh, we know that. Um, and I believe the 14 nations will commit. Um, and I believe we're most likely to see a World Cup with 14 nations instead of 16. I think that's more likely. I hope I'm wrong because I'd like to see others in there, but I just think it's more likely that it'll be less. Um, Matteo, could we see an Indigenous and Maori team at the event instead of Australia and New Zealand? Uh, cool idea. Nah, but we won't see it. I don't think we will see it. I'm proud that the Addo cars, etc., have come out and been keen to go. I just wish they could go as Australia and New Zealand. And um, I can't see that. I think they would be considered as like a rebel team, and I can't see that happening. And I can see all sorts of bad ramifications there. Um, you know, we have seen a Maori team at a World Cup before, or a Maori team, I should say. Sorry, I've got to pronounce that correctly. A Maori team uh, represented in 2000 at the World Cup. Um, so it would be cool, but I just don't think we'll see that. Uh, Hutch, uh, should New Zealand and Australia have to qualify or play qualifiers to make the next World Cup? Fuck yes. No doubt. They've forfeited. They pulled out. Um, you qualify by making the semis or the quarters. Uh, they haven't. Australia's given up the trophy and they've given up their right for an automatic qualification. Um, so they should be made to qualify. And like I said uh, in an episode of uh, Chasers with Big T, the most recent one, 
it's fucking great. It means it forces the kangaroos to play some fucking games, um, which we desperately want to see more of. I keep saying this, like, and I've had a lot of conversations with you guys. The kangaroos should be as big a brand in world rugby as the All Blacks. They're better. They're more skillful. They're they're like they're phenomenal. They're the best rugby team in the world. Full stop. End of story. League or union, but the All Blacks are much more well known because uh, they do a much better job in that regard, in the marketing, in the playing, etc., etc. That's another topic for another day. Uh, ben Costello, have you heard if Sports Fleet has Australian Rugby League World Cup rights? No, I haven't heard that, Ben. Uh, dinner roll. Is there a limit on team? Oh, this is a good one. It's actually about the World Cup particularly. Is there a limit for teams on how many heritage players they can use? Uh, the answer to that, surprisingly, for many of you, is no. Uh, you can have a whole team of heritage players. Um, there's... There's no reason why you can't. When you're playing at a World Cup, uh, so if you're playing playing qualifiers, so if you look at, for example, with Euros, they're meant to have uh, the Euro D, so they've got A, B, C, and D divisions at Euros, and there'll be some D divisions with like Turkey and Netherlands at the end of the year. When you get to those lower levels, um, you do have limits. Um, when you get to the higher levels, so like a World Cup, you have no limits. And the reason being is because... Um, it's for player safety. So if you're at a Euro D level, and I'll, I'll use the Euro D as an example, um, then, or if you're at, let's use another one, say, I don't know, that's a good example. If you're at a lower level, then most of the players are assume, assumingly going to be amateur level players. So you don't want NRL standard heritage players because they're going to be way too fit, way too strong, way too fast, and some of those amateur players can get injured. Or some of those NRL-level players can get injured because the amateur players don't quite have the tackling techniques that the NRL players do, for example. So that's why at a lower level, you do have limits, you know, four, six, eight, depending on what level you're at and depending on what um, depending on what part of the world you're from, if you're in Europe or if you're in Asia-Pacific, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the rules there. When you get to World Cup, it's reversed, so there's going to be more professional standard players so you don't you can't have as many amateur level players um because again injury safety um so it works in reverse so that's why there are no limitations the funny thing is with australia new zealand pulling out and you know the question mark over nrl clubs allowing their players to play we could be seeing a whole heap more amateur players so let's look at tonga for example yeah i, I think the cowboys will allow tamalolo to to go they won't argue with him he's their million dollar man um, but if other players can't make it, then you're going to see domestic Tongans going over, you know, same with Samoa if they play, same with Fiji, same with Papua New Guinea, you're going to see domestic guys. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, it's going to, it's going to be a much more open cup. It's going to be hard to predict a winner, which we're going to have that anyway, without Australia and New Zealand. But yeah, it's an interesting one, but yeah, great question. Um, dinner roll, if that is your real name, um, We'll go a couple more, guys. Uh, Mohit, with the absence of Australia and New Zealand, do you think Fiji will, re will reach the final? They're a good chance. Again, it depends on who shows up. So if they can get those NRL-level players, so I'll give you an example. Like um, if they can get the Microsivos, the Kikows, et cetera, et cetera, then they're going to be strong. Will Kikow be allowed to go? You know, Ivan Cleary has voiced his opinion against players playing in the World Cup. Will the Panthers let Kikau go play for Fiji? Probably not. Who knows? Um, so it depends on what the squad looks like. 
Uh, but Fiji would be at, at strength would be a great chance to reach the final, for sure. Uh, Big Al, um, good question. If the tournament goes on without Australia and New Zealand, which it will, Big Al, we're confident it will, buddy, uh, will committed sponsors pull out? Um, I don't think so. I haven't heard much about this. I assume not. Uh, sponsors seem committed. They're all in place. The thing about this World Cup is, like, looking at the data, a high percentage of ticket sales come from non-traditional rugby league areas or non-traditional rugby league fans, people that aren't typical Super League members and go to Super League games. So they have that data. So a lot of the fans don't know who James Tedesco is, for example. Um, and hopefully he plays for Italy, but um, they don't know. So... You know they're not. I don't. I don't think that from a English fan perspective. I don't think you know. While it's obviously a blow that there's no Australia and New Zealand, and they even you know a, a, a part-time rugby league fan over there would know that a, the Kangaroos and the Kiwis are the strongest, but they wouldn't necessarily know who you know um, Nathan Cleary is, for example. They'd have no idea. They wouldn't know who Brian Tall is. You know they would have no idea who these guys are. So I don't think from a sponsorship perspective, especially over there, there would be any issues. That's just my opinion as well. Um, last question, guys. Um, Joey does physio. <laughs> and I have to laugh because I'm pretty sure Joey, um, Joey's a champion. I speak to him on the DMs a fair bit, but he's been a listener from the beginning uh, two and a half, maybe three years ago, I want to say. But every Ask Carbs, every Q&A uh, episode, we, we pretty much get a question from Joey Does Physio. So probably all of them, 99% of them at least. Uh, so thanks for your question, Joey. And I have to, I can't have an episode without you asking a question. It's a good one. Uh, will the NRL block players representing nations other than Australia and New Zealand? Great question. And that is the question. I can't answer that, definitely. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think they, they they would. I don't think they can. I hope Clint Newton and the RLPA fight hard against it. I want to see as many NRL players say, fuck you, we want to play. I don't like seeing these players missing opportunities. If they want to go, if they want to take a risk, if they want to represent, you know. Um, Benji Marshall, for example... You know, an opportunity for Benji to potentially represent New Zealand at a World Cup for the last time is gone. Uh, Hargraves as well, Jared Warrior Hargraves in the same boat can't represent New Zealand for the last time because of this decision. Uh, some of the younger guys, you know, there's plenty there. I hate that the decision has been taken out of the players' hands and I hope that players that can represent up other nations. So Tamalolo has said he will play. If To'o and Luai want to play for Samoa, which they probably would have anyway, even if Australia were going, then they should be able to go. Justin Ollum has come out and said he desperately wants to play for Papua New Guinea again. He hasn't for two years. He wants to go. Melbourne Storm, let him go. Let him go. Uh, if James Tedesco wants to play for Italy, let him play. He should. I don't think he will, but he, he should. You know, if Serbia get in and the, and the Turbo Brothers want to go, get them over there. Um, if, you know, um, Papa Lee wants to play, both Papa Lees <laughs> want to play for Samoa, then let them go. If they want to bring Sonny Bill Williams out of retirement to play for Samoa, then that would probably, you know, 
in terms of headlines and in terms of media coverage and in terms of sponsorship, Big Al, if they can, if they have some or can convince Sonny Bill Williams to come out of retirement and play, that'll probably make up for all of it. Let's be honest, he's that bigger brand. It goes back to that All Blacks Kangaroos branding issue I was talking about before. Um, hopefully they do. Um, they can't. So yeah, answer to your question, Joey. The NRL really can't. Um, they can't. They have to let players go if they really want to. Uh, obviously, there's no Australia and New Zealand to represent, so it means they all can't go. But I think it, it doesn't come down to the NRL. I think it's going to come down to a club by club. Um, so, for example, I believe the Cowboys will let Tamalolo play. Um, I don't think maybe Panthers will be allowed to go, for example. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'd think that Olam would be allowed to play, guys like that. Um it's wait and see, but I think it's going to come down to the clubs and, you know, players more ha- may have their arms twisted. But guys, like I said, um, that's it from me for this Ask Carbs. It's probably been a longer one than usual. Usually these are short episodes, but there's so much to talk about and you guys have had a lot of questions and I've missed a few. Um, but I do want to thank you guys for your listenership, for keeping me sane during this time and... Um, just for being part of the community because um, chasing roos, chasing kangaroos, it's just something that over the last few years has been a big part of my life and this community we've built, it, you know, I believe in International Rugby League. I believe there's a future and there's just a few people standing in the way right now and um, things will change, guys. So... Yeah. Thanks for chasing kangaroos with me. We'll be back next week. Big T and I will get a get a chasers episode out there. And uh Dustin will try and get some uh high level, high profile international rugby league people to come on and talk about the World Cup, if it's going ahead or not, in the next week or so. We'll see how we go. But thanks for chasing kangaroos with me. Thanks to Shrama Rugby League recruits. Oh, and don't forget to check out chasingroos.com. Uh, for your international merchandise and plenty of news on there as well. We've got a few articles on there lately. Patrick Skeen, Stuart McLennan, thank you very much once again. And uh, while Sydney is in lockdown, we have a discount code going LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off everything at chasingroos.com. That's right, for as long as lockdown goes. And uh, it's Tuesday at time of recording, and I believe Gladys, the uh, New South Wales Premier, tomorrow will probably be announcing a four-week extension. So that discount code extends for another four weeks. Uh, we're with you, Sydney. Uh, 15% off, chasingroos.com. Guys, thanks for chasing kangaroos with me. Thank you for the support. Love you. Talk soon. And may the World Cup go ahead.